Blog Talk Radio. From the Fraser Valley, around the country, or around the world, I should say, it's Left of the Valley with Kevin and Karen. Hi, Karen, how are you doing? Good, Kevin, how are you? Good, good, good. I want to start with something different today, because I know we got a great show, uh, we got some great guests, but before we do all that, um, I want the show to be a bit inspiring, so let me tell you a bit of a little story. I just read a story about this woman, we'll call her Teresa. She was 82, great grandma, and she was struggling to bring home a 50-pound bag of kitty litter. Apparently, it took her over 30 minutes to climb a few steps. Actually, someone eventually came to help. And this woman decided, never again. And after that, she started training, using soup cans, you know, for bicep curls. And by age 85, she could bench 135 pounds and squat 185 pounds. So I'm hoping this show today will be a bit of an inspiring show. And so you leave the show and you say, you know, I can do this too. So right now, you might as well introduce our guest. I just want to know how many cats she had that she needed 50 pounds of kitty litter. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I, actually, I'm going to let you introduce our guest because you know them better than I do. You can give a, you can give the good bio. So I'm canning out. All right. Well, today in studio, we have Kim and Brian. And I should be giving an applause at this point, but, you yes. know. Yay! Yay! I'm so glad you guys are here. Thank you. <laughs> it's great that's, to have you here. That's awesome. Um... I have to say that when we started doing this podcast, one of the first people that Kevin wanted to bring on was the two of you, actually. He's been yeah. talking about this for a long time. Yeah. So oh, it's wow. really good to have you here now. Well, Thank well, you. It, the reason is, you know, I'm going to let you guys speak for yourself and introduce yourself, uh, but I really wanted you two here, uh, especially you, Kim. No offense, Brian. Of course, you're a great guy and everything. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but um, during this uh, these podcasts... Uh, of course, we haven't done it in a few shows now, but once in a while we like to do a spotlight on somebody that we find inspiring. And uh, for a show like on fitness today, I was thinking, hey, we could do a spotlight on, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger or Lou Ferrigno or something like that, right? Somebody who's fit, even if you don't agree with their politics, it doesn't matter. Somebody who is beating the odds, okay? And I thought, you know what? We have somebody like that right here in Mission. And that would be you, Kim. Cool, so thanks. Yeah. Give us the Reader's Digest on who you are. And where are you from and where are you going? Oh, goodness, the Reader's Digest. Uh, well, you know, I, if you want to take half an hour, that's fine, too. <laughs> no, nobody wants to listen to me for that long. Um, I would say I'm your typical girl next door. I work for a living, and I got into the gym when I was in high school. I thought, hey, this is an easy A. It's an easy elective for my grade 12 year. Got into it. Then I kept training and training and training, and I finally said, you know what? i got to do something with this. Decided I'd compete. Um, took a year off because I donated a kidney. Yeah, that's one of the things I want to really point out here. Uh, I know bodybuilding is a difficult thing to do. It can be, yes. It can be very yes. difficult. But to do it on one kidney, that's amazing. I wouldn't say that it's amazing. You just have to be smart about it. I can't, you don't push the envelope with anything, and you really have to know your body. And the fact that I have a background in, kin- in kinesiology... And I do study up on nutrition. 
has helped me a lot. There's obviously certain things that I can't do, like over protein. I can't take in too much protein, mm-hmm. and I have really have to keep my water up. Yeah, mm. I guess so. To to break it all down so that my kidneys aren't having to deal with so much protein altogether. But other than that, I mean, if you're smart about it, no, it hasn't affected. Makes no difference whatsoever to me. And you, no. um, you can't say lost. You haven't lost your kidney, but you donated no, your I kidney donated. Uh, to a family member. My father. Yes. Fantastic. And I, well, <laughs> I'm sure he appreciates it. <laughs> he didn't want it at first. Oh, my really? dad was on dialysis. His kidneys went out during a, a surgery for his knee. Oh, oh no. He had a knee replacement horrible. surgery, and his kidneys went out. They probably would have gone out eventually anyway. He was a man who dealt with high blood pressure. That was back in the day where the doctor just kept giving you blood pressure medication and never, ever checked up on things. Mm. So his kidneys went out. He got sick, dialyzed for seven years. Finally, at seven-year point, we went, he's not a nice man at home. He pities himself. He's a poor, sick patient. Everything was poor me. I have kidney disease. And so it was a family decision. We were going in to get checked if we matched who was taking the kidney. He didn't want it. Wow. And you were the match. I was the match. My mom went first. She wasn't the match. She wasn't the right blood type. I went in. I was the right blood type. And as we went along, I was the genetic match for him. It's amazing. It's fantastic, right? There was no thought as to whether this was going to happen or not. It was, I match, you're taking it. (laughs) How is he doing today? He's good. Oh, good. Hasn't had any problems with the kidneys. Obviously, he's aging, so he has other issues, Mm -hmm. but the kidney's fine. Oh, okay. Wow, that's great. He had a nice kidney. Well, enough of you. Well, thank you for coming. (laughs) No, no, no. Thanks for having me. (laughs) And we're neglecting Brian here. Brian, you know, same thing. Reader's Day, just about you. How How do you fit in this whole show? Um, I turned around and started getting into bodybuilding because my cousins and uncles all did it, and they owned a couple gyms up in Kamloops. Um, you yourself were a gym owner at some point. I was. I ended up owning a gym for 11 years. I got into bodybuilding when I was 17 years old and been going steady since then. I think the longest time I've had off is three weeks at one time for injuries or something like that, and I've just been plugging away steady, try to stay in shape. Mm. I have to call Brian Sawyer half the time at the gym because I think he just kicked my ass if you want to. <laughs> well, I can too, but I don't want to call her yeah. sir. <laughs> yeah. Do uh, you want to say something? Well, go ahead. No, I just uh, I have no, a question I, for later. Oh, okay. Well, you know, now that we've done the introduction and who you guys are and where you're going, and uh, thank you so much for that. Uh, we'll see you next week. No, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, go right ahead. Let's go into the question. Well, that, that raises an interesting point. Like, have any of you, any of you, either of you, been injured seriously? Like, you, it doesn't seem like it. Uh, but it, it, you hear that a lot of people. Oh, I did something to myself at the gym. So how do you, how do you avoid that? I think we're both smart enough, and I think as you get older, you focus less on how much weight you can lift. Like, the worst question you can ever ask me is how much can you bench press? I don't know. Uh, well, eventually, on the day. but there's yeah. only a weight limit in the gym, right? I mean, eventually the floor will give if you bench. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you know what I mean. As as you get older, you get smarter about things. It's we both train very precise, fantastic form. Mm-hmm. If you don't, you're mm-hmm. going to end up with injuries. I mean, yeah, we have the odd injury of Brian will come home and oh my shoulder's sore. You know, I may have tweaked it, but. Nothing major because we're not these people who are putting on massive weight just to make it look good, good. Mm-hmm. and yeah. do these half reps that yeah. people like to pump up. The younger kids like to pump up because they think that people are watching how much weight they're putting on. Yeah, they're building ego instead of muscle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're training good. for fitness, not just for looks. Yes. That's well, kind of hard yeah. to tell a young man who's full of testosterone not to 
Hulk out and press the girls as much as But well. usually they're the guys that get injured, and then you yeah. see them two months later, and they're 30 pounds lighter. Yeah. yeah. So what's the point? Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, that's great. That's great. Uh, I guess the show, the show today is called A Skeptical Look at Fitness, and I want to try to go so over some of the myth, some of the misconception, and I want people to come out of the show at the end and say, you know what? Kim and Brian have inspired me today. I can do this too. So hopefully you guys can help us with that. Nice. Um, Go let's ahead. Make this, you know, shoot any question you want. Yeah. So whenever we're talking, just jump in if yeah. you have something to say. Don't, don't. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll just do, cut us off. We're <laughs> <laughs> we'll do our other segments as well. I mean, it is a bit of an atheist show in a way, so we, we will do them too. But we'll focus on this for now. Um, eight glasses of water a day. Myth? Fiction? I personally think you need more. How big's the glass? <laughs> oh, fair enough. Right? Is it eight ounces? Is it a cup? Is it sixteen ounce? It all depends. You need uh, an average person should drink a gallon of water a day. I'm six liters minimum a day. And it's six I, liters. I don't know. Gallons. Yeah, gallons is four liters, right? Almost. Yeah, yeah three point eight four. Three point eight four liters. Um, <laughs> and and uh, you'll you'll agree with me then if you're uh, working out and you're feeling some kind of uh, cramp. You're obviously dehydrated. And at that point, you're almost too late to be drinking it, right? Mm. As soon as you're feeling thirsty, you're dehydrated. Mm. Mm. And the vast majority of us are dehydrated. Yeah. Yeah. The vast, vast majority of us. Oh, excellent, excellent. Question? Sorry? Go ahead. Okay. (laughs) Supplements. Now, there's a big, big question about this. You know, a lot of guys say, yeah, some say no. There's a big fight because some governments are trying to come in and regulate them. Where do you guys stand there? I'm a firm believer with a nutrition background, food is what you should be consuming, mm-hmm. obviously, to get the nutrients and everything else that you need. I do believe in a good protein powder. I do believe in a glutamine. And I do believe in your basic vitamins mm-hmm. that you might not be getting. Other than that, that's where I sit on things. I'm a firm believer real food is how you should be supplementing mm-hmm. with things. I agree too. Uh, branch chain amino acids are important after you after you train, but you start getting into loading phases of creatine, and you can run into problems like I did. I was doing five servings a day for five days, two servings a day after that. Servings of what? Of creatine, five oh, really? five grams at a time. Wow. And little did I know at that point when it first came out, there was no good research on it yet. And at toxic level, at 30 grams a week, you're already at toxic level. So I was taking 25 for five days. So I was way over toxic level. And about two years after that, I ended up with uh, 17 kidney stone attacks. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, kidney stone surgery. And yeah, so it was not very good. So a lot of it, a lot of the supplements I find out there are a bunch of junk because, especially from the States, Stuff in Canada has to be tested every year. Every supplement company is tested two or three times a year, and it's random testing in the facility. It can be stuff boxed, ready to go out to a buyer, and they'll cut the pallet open and take pieces out of that, mm-hmm. and the Canadian government tests it. Well, down in the States, there's companies that have been running for 15 years. They have never, ever been tested. So what's in their products? Mm-hmm. We have no idea. And Jacked 3D was one of the products that was actually had a testosterone supplement in it, and it went totally illegal even in the States when they figured it out. But it wasn't tested for the first two years. And it was it was just marketed as a supplement? It was marketed, yeah. Oh, wow. So I guess in the United uh, States, it's buyer beware. Yeah. Yeah. 
So you, you'd say just do your research about everything before you do, put it in your body. Oh, very much so. Yeah, you can learn so much. Just Google whatever the item is. There'll be people saying different things on it. Don't ever take one person's opinion. Ask somebody to and ask a supplement company. Even phone them direct. They'll turn around and have answers for you. I think you also have to realize that supplements aren't the be-all, end-all. <laughs> There is no magic pill. There is no magic yeah. powder. Thank if you. there was, everyone that. would be using it, and everyone would look fantastic. Yes. And it's called a supplement because it is your diet as well. You eat normally, and you supplement these other things into a good diet, not just use them as your diet. So don't just live on protein powder. That's a good point. Yeah. I think a lot of people are looking for the magic bullet because it's just, like it's too easy. much yeah. work so to easy. go to the gym. Easy way out, right? Yeah. Nobody wants to put in the effort nowadays. Yeah. I think oh, we yeah. have too much influence from the Jetsons, you know, yeah. <laughs> looking oh. for that pill. <laughs> it's everything, though. It's consistency over a period of time. There's no big secret. Yeah. Consistent diet, consistent training, cardio. If you want to get somewhere, just button down the hatches and do it. And that's mm-hmm. not 90 days doing these 90-day challenges. No. It's lifelong, yes. really. Yeah, that's a good point. I find the 90-day challenges, they're good if you need a boost, maybe if, you, if you're getting in a rut, but... If people who do that and then expect that they're going to look that good, you know, forever, that's uh, not going to happen. No. Well, I don't know. I don't, well, I don't know. I have the body type that, uh, I mean, I, I've been in the gym for a long time. I, I consider myself a gym veteran. You guys are gym experts. You know? <laughs> oh, no, I don't know that. Uh, I don't well, know you know, so. as far as I'm concerned. Uh, um, but I find that uh, these 90 days booster things don't seem to work a lot. I need, I need more time, I think. Or I, I don't know. Uh, well, I think they don't. They work if you're completely not in shape when you start, maybe. Yeah, okay. Or and you're willing to go as severe as they're asking you to for 90 days. But nobody can live on that. No. And that it, that's the end result is, can you live doing this? Mm-hmm. Can you right. do it for a for the rest of your life, basically? Right. I right. find a lot of them are really, really low calorie, low mm-hmm. protein, and you tend to lose a lot of muscle with yes. the fat. Yes. And the diet is consists of starving the body, pretty much. Well, that's because it's and a blanket then, one that they're giving everybody. Yeah, mm. it's just a random. There's no, you're not special. Now, um, I've, I've told this to many, many people, and people that know me uh, know this already. When I came out of high school, I weighed 118 pounds. I was the... Uh, you too? Me too, yeah, 118 right, pounds when I graduated. <laughs> I was the runt on the wrestling team. The other guys pushed around for training. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and uh, now I'm like uh, almost 220. Um... How about you, Kim? How, did you start like very low as well, or did you start overweight? Or did no, um, I always say that I would describe myself as a sturdy person. I was never the skinny <laughs> girl, but I was never the fat girl. I was always the athletic girl. I danced, I played volleyball, I swam, I did gymnastics and acrobatics. I was not ever fat, so to speak. But I mean, I was never, I was never skinny. I, I just, I had muscle on me, and I was sturdy. You were I, just I, like an athlete from day one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So Inspiring. Did, yeah. Did your, did you, did your parents encourage that, or just something you just picked up because you loved it? I think I, I danced competitively, all up until probably my grade twelve year, and then at that point it's like, well, where do you go from here? Um, so my parents encouraged me, but I wouldn't say that my parents were stage moms or stage no. dads. My dad did not ever come to watch me as a child. He uh, was in, he he chose to go and deal with my brother, and so my mom came with me, and she just was always there. And do you like this? Yeah, okay, keep going. If you don't, do you want to try something else? I wouldn't say that they were overly mm-hmm. um, encouraging, but they didn't ever 
hinder me to do something else. So, I mean, they were there for what I needed them to be there for. How about yourself, Brian? Me, I turn around and, uh, I don't know, I've always been into sports, baseball, everything. Um, played on the BC team, went far. Uh, I don't know, bro- I've had lots of brothers and sisters. I grew up in a 41-kid family, and I was the youngest, oh, so I learned, how to, <laughs> I learned how to play ball, everything. So... I'm the youngest too. You have to learn to defend yourself. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> 41 kid family? Yeah. They they came and went. It was a lot of troubled teens, and me and my brother came in when I was four, and my brother was five, and we grew up with the foster Tell family. Tell me that's not, no, that can't possibly be one woman, because she'd be very no. tired. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, I mean, there's 12, 14 kids at a time in the house, and flipping pancakes over the counter. Whoever caught it, got it. Wow. Like, it was pretty crazy. <laughs> big, wow. A big farm. Wow. Whoever caught so, it, got it. Yeah, that's awesome. the I way it that. went. Oh, we should feed kids today. Yeah. Survival <laughs> of the Hunger Games. <laughs> and you wonder why I'm in the sport, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Knocking my older brother out to get the pancake in the air. <laughs> How about yourself, Karen? What about me? This isn't about, about me. No, no. I, I know. No, I mean, we're talking here about how they got into it. Were you ever encouraged you? Uh, oh, I mean, you grew up no. as a farm girl. I right? grew up as a farm girl, but... I was not, I was always told to go inside and help my mom, so I was not encouraged at all in anything like that. Me, I, me neither. I was actually quite discouraged, actually. Yeah, so was I. Uh, wow. Even I, I can still recall my baby brother saying, uh, uh, you know what, uh, when you're 40, it's normal to have a beer gut, and you will too. Oh. And, you know, it's kind of funny because he's got one and I don't. So <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> so, uh, Watch what you wish for. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, so can you tell us about competing, Kim? So how does that? Because uh, I don't know anything about it. I'm sure most of our listeners don't don't know much about it. Uh, it's interesting area. It fits into my personality, as Brian can attest. I'm very obsessive compulsive about things. Oh yeah, he's, so he's nodding. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The magazines are by the month. Stop. Put it that way. Did you and turn off the stove? <laughs> oh, I yes. checked eight times. <laughs> <laughs> so. I've always been obsessive-compulsive about things, and like I said, I started weight training in high school, and then I decided that eventually I would do a show, and I bet you it was from the first time I ever saw a show locally to when I actually did one, it was 10 years. So I went from the age of 18 up until the age of 28 before I did my first show. And just life getting in the way? I think it was just always... I'm not an overly outgoing person unless I know people. I tend to be very shy and mm-hmm. not do anything. And so it was the process of finding somebody to help me with this process because I really didn't know what I was getting into. And I won't go into something blind. Which is mm-hmm. kind of funny because I think when people look at you and say, you know, I might better be careful when I talk to her. She might break me. I think a lot of people are scared at me. Actually. I think so. <laughs> I think so. So if you're shy and they're scared but of I, talking to you. But I really am. I'm not someone that will... Brian will. He has no problem making conversation with the people in the car beside us as we're stopped at a stoplight. I will <laughs> not <yesterday>. do that. <laughs> if I don't know people, I won't willingly go up and talk to someone. So it took me, I think, a good 10 years to find someone who could then point me in the right direction. Oh, okay. And then I got in with a trainer that was training at my gym. I did my first show. It was an eye-opener. He was a horrible trainer, and I found that out really quick. My metabolism got really screwed up by the time I had done my second show with him. And then I had just come in contact with people, and I got in contact with a great trainer from Issaquah, Washington, who I've been using for the last nine years. And it's just kind of been history since there. I just have 
progressed as I've gone along. I, it's it's quite funny because I don't think anyone who knew me back then would think that I would be the athlete that at least I think I am now. Mm-hmm. Well, well, first of all, I should say thank you so much for giving us your time. No problem. You're so shy. <laughs> yes. And we don't bite, only upon request. Uh, but awesome. if you train us from Issaquah, yes. uh, is he here around here in Mission, or is he? Do you go down there to see? I go down there. Oh, I, really? I my car can drive itself to Issaquah on its own. That's how often I go. No, I'm not exactly familiar. Yeah, where I don't know where that is. It is east of Seattle. Wow, so it's quite a drive. It's a bit of a yeah, drive. Yeah, two and a half hours yeah, each way. It's a bit of a drive. Yeah. Yep. So, what are the different components of competing? There's different categories. Um, I do fitness. So we do four quarter turn posing in these really blinged out bikinis that basically you mortgage your house to purchase. And then I do a 90 second um, strength and flexibility uh, gymnastics routine with I tr- it as I, well. I okay. tried one of those bikinis. They don't look good on no? me at all. No. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't see that. We <laughs> 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 can take it to the gym Thank tomorrow. God. <laughs> oh, <Lord. laughs> Thank God this is on the radio, yeah. not on TV. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry, I interrupted you. That's you said okay. so you get your 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 fitness uh, component we, yep. with your bikini. Yep. And then and then we do our routine. So we you do yeah quarter turns. So basically yeah. posing okay. is is and it's not bodybuilding posing. It's much more feminine. Obviously, we've got hair, we've got makeup, we've got a blinged out bikini, and we've got five inch, for lack of better words, hooker heels. <laughs> they put everything into better shape. Yeah. Girls always look better. Legs look better in heels. And then we do our gymnastics routine. But, I mean, on a whole in bodybuilding, there's multiple different categories. Yeah, it seems much more demanding on bodybuilding. Well, the, the, the posing and everything seems much more demanding on women than it is on men. The fitness, I am actually going to say, is probably the hardest category out there. I've done bodybuilding. I've done a bodybuilding show. I lost a bet with my trainer and I owed him a bodybuilding show. And <laughs> it was tough because it wasn't what I'm used to. Mm. But at a 90 seconds routine in when you're already depleted, yeah, it, it's, it's a completely different experience. And I always tell people that unless you've done it, you have no clue. Yeah. The posing and that, fine. Easy easy. It's my routine that I actually have to stand in the aerobics room and psych myself up for 45 minutes sometimes to do because I know that my fat decreased body on the hardwood floor is going to hurt like heck. Uh, mm. I, just, I, I wonder if they're ever going to add some kind of fitness competition for men. There is. They well, there is. They, there is. They do, yeah. well, and that, you know what? Is that the something guys, relatively new? Oh my God. They're no, unbelievable new. down there. I think it's just that Ooh. they have a bigger population than we do. Okay. And so they tend to open up more categories. Because when you flip wow. through a magazine and there's been a show or something like that, you'll see the bodybuilder men, the bodybuilder women, and yeah. then you'll see the... Um, I've seen the fitness just, women too. Just like, the, yeah, the just like the posing women. Yeah. There's bikini girls. Yeah, the bikini girls, yep. thank you. And, and then now, you have the fitness. And then now for men, there is physique for men, which is kind of in line with the bikini for the girls. And have you done that, Brian? Absolutely not. <laughs> I, I won't. I won't <laughs> the guys, him. Some of the guys are in good shape and stuff, but they wear long shorts so they don't have to have legs or anything. So it's all on upper body. Well, I, don't, I don't. Think I call it's it very mankini. Good. I probably yeah. shouldn't say that out loud or on the air, but it, it's very similar to bikini uh-huh. for uh, men. This, this, is oh. inter- this is internet radio. You can say whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, sorry to anybody out there that does it. No, it's okay. <laughs> hey, that's uh, it's equality, it's right? It's my opinion. <laughs> 
Oh, fire did you see? Uh, sorry, just uh, did oh. you? There was a, a fire dancers at the park last night. I don't know if you saw oh, them, no. but the men were in black and white spandex tights. So it was stripy. Oh. It was impressive. Brian's got huge. I'm rolling my eyes. Too. <laughs> <laughs> men in tights? No. <laughs> Come on, that was a great movie. That was a delightful movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, you know, uh, just want a quick uh, sidetrack just for half a second. There, we know we've actually uh, just about half two thousand dollars. Show. Yay. Yeah, yeah, so we actually have more than three listeners. You guys might be four and five now. <laughs> no. All right, that's awesome. Nice. Moving on. Um, I gotta ask this: How prevalent are steroids in bodybuilding? In the gym, on the competition, how prevalent is it? Uh, I'll speak since I don't compete and uh, I can't get slagged. I don't really care. <laughs> okay. It's very, very prevalent. It's. I would say even pro athlete wise, there's probably 95 to 98 percent of all pro athletes do something, some form of for healing, for speed, for tendons and ligaments, to lose fat, to gain strength, size, well, can power. We, can we can, like a herbal supplement, like for example, a, a tribulus? You can't describe that as it. It isn't. No, it no. does increase testosterone levels to a minute little bit. Is it worth the money? Not really. You could turn around and take a sugar tablet and somebody could tell you it's something and your body's going to think a placebo effect. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, But steroids are huge. Even in like our little gym here? Oh, yes. Very yeah, there's, so in our gym. Yeah, there's a lot of people <laughs> okay. that do it. And some people are doing it for as they get older, test levels, because testosterone therapy, test levels go down. Yeah. Growth hormone levels go down, and that's how you start aging. So Fountain of Youth is considered GH therapy. Testosterone mm. goes back up. They look younger. But you'd be better mm-hmm. off to go see, consult your doctor or something like that. Of course you would be, yes. Than to uh, just oh, take absolutely. some absolutely. product from I Bob's mean, yeah. Blood test and they can tell you, you can if you're low or not. so bad not knowing what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, there's a lot of dirty stuff on the market too. So if you're doing it, you don't really know what you're getting when you buy on the black market. So you could get good stuff or you get bad stuff, end up in the hospital, cysts, bacterial infections. Who knows? Not really worth wow. it. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, you know, um, to compete, you can do it without the aid of a supplement. Like there that. are lots of natural shows no. that you can do. Um, no matter, I mean, whether you're talking bodybuilding or you're talking other athletic events, there are a lot that do focus directly on natural yeah. people, and they do do testing. Um, and then at least for some people, they feel like they're playing on a, a more fair mm-hmm. playing field, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it must be much right. more prevalent in men, I, I, I'm assuming here. In, in well, nowadays, yeah. I mean, I, I think when you're talking testosterone amounts, yes. But there's Sweet. a lot of girls what? that are getting into other stuff nowadays that, I mean, I'm whether it be their trainers are pushing them mm. or whether they just think that it's going to one-up them, they... People nowadays, and I'm finding at much younger levels, are willing to try almost anything that they think is going to get them to the top. Hmm. Yes. Oh, and then you th- see things like Lance Armstrong. Well, you know that it makes it kind of common, but also it's even everyone has to do it because if someone does it, then to compete, everyone starts to do it. Wow, well, it's you, your yeah. last I'm not place or your first it, place. Yeah. What do you want? So everybody takes the risks and does a little bit of something, and either you're going to be sitting on the bench or you're going to be playing. That's pretty much the way it works with sports. Mm -hmm. That sucks. Yeah, Yeah. your salary depends on it. Yes. 
Yeah, you think it's... But to bring it back to just, like, people who just want to, you know, be in shape so that when they're 80, they can lift their kitty litter bags. That's not going to help you. You need to have a lifelong commitment to fitness. It is. It is a complete lifestyle. Everything. Every you go out, you even go to the bar for drinks. You got to watch what you drink because high sugar increases in, uh, insulin levels. Whatever you ate that was bad will get stored as fat easier. Mm-hmm. Salt intake. It's everything. It ends up being a complete lifestyle. Now, I want to tell yeah. to the audience right there that these people are so serious about this that we actually offer them a tiny, tiny <laughs> cupcake when they came inside and they said no, and they looked at me like I just. <laughs> no cupcake for you. No cupcake at all. Denied. Um, where's my questions? Um, BMI, body mass index. Pro con. What do you think? Garbage. Yeah, I look at if I was. <laughs> Yay, I always look at when I go into garbage. Office, it doesn't right? mean anything. I'm on the higher end. If I look at it, yeah. I'm not going to say I don't hit the obese. But I hit the higher end of it because it, it doesn't take into account how much muscle mass you have. Yeah, it exactly. doesn't take into account bone structure. your bone structure. Mm-hmm. It, it, it just goes by height and weight. Yeah, yeah. I, d- I did the calculation. There was a calculator there. And according to the BMI, I'm morbidly obese. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> not just for my height and weight. So yeah. According, yeah. To, according to my height, which is 5'9", five, 5'10", five, I should be about 167. It's an indicator for a doctor yeah. to look at and just say, hey. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's but, just... But you got to remember... And it's old school. Obese now in Canada because they're saying that people that are overweight, there's 67% of the people are obese, not overweight. Mm. And they're considering obese is over 20 pounds overweight. It used to be so 50 pounds. It used to be, oh. not anymore. I no didn't more. know they changed that. Wow. They changed it. Well, unfortunately, hmm. uh, insurance companies still use the BMI index, yeah, the right. body mass index, to uh, calculate your rates, which is a great way to give you that. Yeah. Oh, no, it's a scam. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh. They, get, they get their money yeah. out of it, yeah, right? It's not like they're there to help you anyway, no. right? No. <laughs> um, diet tips. What do you guys think? I mean, uh, should, um, you know, the high protein, low carb, balance? Uh, yeah, you guys I'm, I'm curious the about carbs because pyramid? carbs seem to be like the big thing. Some people are like, oh, you have to eat carbs. And some people are like, oh, don't eat no, carbs. You so do. It's you like the, it's the fighting ground. It's an energy it's, source. You need good carbs. You mm. need complex carbs that your body is going to take time to digest. You don't want your white sugars. You don't want your white flours. Right. Stay away from the white. Exactly. Yes, pretty much. Uh, if you're going to eat pasta, eat whole wheat. Don't eat a plate full where you're eating five cups full at one time, no mm-hmm. matter how good the pasta sauce oh, is. You just ruined my yeah. there, man. Just like the muffins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I give him that they were mini. They were yeah. mini. They were Bite really size. tiny. You know? And the kids made them. Like, oh, Remember, yeah. you can't eat six of them. <laughs> yeah, one. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, portion size. I've noticed that because I like old stuff. So I have all these old cookbooks and things and old uh, baking utensils. And, uh, yeah, what used to be a muffin, you know, I don't know, in the 40s is now like a quarter of a muffin. Yeah. It is, yeah. totally. Portion sizes have increased Bigger dramatically. Bigger better. No, definitely not. But you got to remember, in the olden days, people were in better shape than nowadays. Yeah, that's right. Much more physical labor. That's so. right. Physical yeah. labor. And they watched what they eat. It was more meat, potatoes, vegetables. It yes. was balanced meals. Yes. Well, in my, in my defense, I will say, I only had half a dozen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, the scale, you know, a lot of people are obsessed about the scale, and you guys, uh, you guys would probably agree with me. Garbage, garbage. Don't look at the number, right? Once, a, you know, if you wanted to, once a week, once a month, weigh yourself, just kind of give you a roundabout. Use the mirror. 
It's what you look like. Do your shoulders look bigger? The mirror or your tightest pair of jeans is always a good indicator for women who are looking to lose weight. Right. Take a pair of jeans that you find are snug now Mm -hmm. and just continue to put those on. As you're eating better and better and better, they'll become looser and looser and looser. And it's the same thing as... you're eating worse and worse and worse. (laughs) (laughs) She said eating better. Yeah. (laughs) What if you shrink in the walk? (laughs) (laughs) Don't use a new pair. (laughs) That's a great tip, though. But uh, but you don't want to go... You don't want to be one of these people that... kind of goes tape-happy, starts measuring himself. No, up. it doesn't really tell you anything. No. It, does, it doesn't tell you how much muscle or how much mm. fat. And usually, from, from a guy's point of view, you look in the mirror. If your shoulders look wider, that usually means your stomach went down, mm. right? So you know you're going the right route. So always use the mirror of what you look like mm-hmm. rather mm-hmm. than the scale because the scale doesn't tell you anything. Oh, I'm six pounds heavier. Well, yeah, it's all pudge around the stomach Or you take, you take progress muscle. pictures of yourself standing in the same outfit in front of the same wall mm-hmm. at the same distance and right. take a picture. A picture is really worth a thousand words. You can take two, stick them on your, your computer screen now, side by side. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, you give me different pictures. Right? Yeah. Different pictures side by side and you can see the difference, right? right? I mean it's it's hard to look at yourself in the mirror and base your judgment there. Mm-hmm. But put it in front of you and you can really see it. Oh, that's a really good point. Anabolic yeah. state. There's something to this. Now, okay, for the people that don't know what anabolic state is, apparently it is the condition that uh, 10, 15 minutes after an intense workout, your body goes into what they call anabolic state. Well, it yes. will actually fix quickly, and they will take protein to rebuild your muscle, because that is the theory, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Protein is needed to rebuild your muscles because you've been tearing them down. Uh, so I guess the, the question should be, uh, should protein intake happen slightly before? Does it matter? No. Yes, it does matter. Um, I'm thinking the best way I found is branch chain amino acids while you're training because then you've already got it in your system for that 15 minutes when you're done. Mm-hmm. And within 15, 20 minutes after, you've got to take a shake with protein and a bit of carbs. In. Otherwise, your body will start breaking down the muscle for energy. So a guy who does, like, let's say he goes on the bench and he's done his workout and he's about to get on the treadmill, he should have his protein shake before he goes on the No. Treadmill. Have no. your branch chain aminos. Finish up your light carb, creatine, whatever you're drinking during your workout. Jump on the treadmill. Do your little 20 minutes of cardio or whatever. As soon as you're done, shake goes down. Boom, down the hatch. Because if you do put a shake down and it hits your stomach, the blood's going to rush to your stomach instead of to where the muscle needs it or your cardio needs it. Post-workout, not necessarily just post-weight. Yes, it's post-workout. Yeah, but what if if you're you're going on the treadmill for an hour? The only reason I would say to drink it in between, if you had to, is I've done it when I've been getting ready for a show, Mm -hmm. and it's time for me to eat, and I need to eat now, or I'm going to pass out. Mm -hmm. I'll take part of it, drink it, because I know that that will get me through. When we're looking at an average everyday Joe... Is it going to make or break you? I really don't think so. I think it's always best to do it afterwards. Okay. But if that's what you're going to need to get you through the rest of your workout, a tiny bit's not going to hurt you. And it's better than them reaching for, I don't know, that protein bar that's in their bag that they're going to decide to chomp on afterwards. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, so when you do a show, and you, you said you did do a bodybuilding show. I did. Okay. <laughs> so when you did a bodybuilding show, I, I was always told that, you know, they want to. You want to get rid of water in your yes. system as much as possible, so you get that really rip, rip look. Yeah. 
So do you take like salt supplements and that kind of stuff? How hard is that? You are, um, you do what is known as water loading. Water so at the beginning of the week, if your show is on Saturday, mm-hmm. the beginning of the week, probably on Sunday, you increase your normal intake of water significantly. And you I spend drink, half your life in the bathroom. Absolutely, and all night in the bathroom. It becomes a week of no sleep. I used wow. to increase mine to about 12 liters for three days. Oh. And then decrease it to 10, and then decrease it to 8, and then decrease it. And most people will cut their water down to about a liter the day before a show, depending on if that's what you need to do to pull the water out of your system. And it's the whole osmosis diff- yeah. diffusion Everybody's thing. The more different. you put in the more is going to come out. So you're, you're hmm. essentially loading your body with a lot of water, and yeah. then you're starving it, tricking it into Getting pulling the body out of it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Hmm. It's the same thing as eating. If you turn around and only eating one big meal a day, yeah. the body's going to st- automatically store the calories because it's, starving it. it's the body's going, you're going to kill me, you're going to starve me to death, I'm storing this for future use because you're being an idiot. Mm-hmm. Same as water. Your body stores it if you're not uh, drinking it consistently. As soon as you start drinking it consistently or eating five, six meals a day, your body automatically starts getting rid of the fat, gets rid of it, and that's why every diet says eat small meals more frequently. Because it speeds metabolic rate that way. So skipping a meal, bad, bad idea. Bad idea. Bad idea. Yeah. So insulin levels, energy levels, everything go for a whirl. to survive. Yeah. Even even if you don't want to train hard, you just just want to slim down a bit. Skipping a meal. Anything. Bad. Grab an apple, a handful of almonds, boom, a little snack, something. Okay. It just keeps Mm -hmm. metabolic rate, you know, more active. Okay. Uh, I want to talk quickly uh, quickly about the mental side of things. Um, what gets you through? <laughs> I knew you were going to point at me. <laughs> oh, she's mental. <laughs> <laughs> what gets What gets you through? I mean, what What drives you? What What is it you know that that inspires you to do this stuff? Because okay, that's a whole lot of different questions thrown at me right there. What well, drives me? I'm a perfectionist. That. I am a perfectionist. Okay. Um, I can be show ready. And I'll look at Brian two days before and start freaking out that I'm not ready for the show and that I'm fat and that, oh my gosh, I look worse than I did the last show I did. And he just shakes his head and looks at me and goes, really? And it's, I am a true perfectionist. What drives me to go to the gym? I love the gym. Mm. I, I, it is. It becomes addictive. The one place it where does. I feel 100% completely confident in myself and this is coming from a girl who has very low self-esteem and confidence well the, let's let's do a quick tangent there because i know it's a big problem with a lot of women uh because they have women only section mm-hmm. women only gym uh should women really be worried about going to the gym no 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 i have a girl <laughs> that i've trained she's she's a heavier girl and that was her first thought was. Is she goes, I don't want to walk into the gym and have to walk past all these guys to go into the back. And I said, you know what? You're the only one who's paying attention to it. Exactly. Most people, and I do this, I see people go in and I'm going like, you know what? Great. You're here. You're going for a workout. Yeah, exactly. Go it, do it's it. totally good. Yeah. But right? I don't understand why... Okay, they've got it in their head that everybody's staring at them, but while they're going down the chip pile, they pass everybody to grab the chips they want. It makes no <laughs> sense. You know, turn around and do something that's healthy for yourself and don't worry what other people are thinking. Do yeah. it for yeah. you. And I, and I will say it from yeah. a male's point of view. I've never actually decided to stare 
at, at a woman that's going out there to do waste no matter what her size or shape, right? So, no, it's great. Yeah. Most they people are too them. busy doing yeah. what they're doing yeah, to they really don't care, even. in all honesty. Well, yeah, most I mean, people are just focused on their own workout. That's yeah. right. Well, you probably remember, Kevin, that big guy I was training for a while, Joel. He's like six foot five, six foot six. He that was, was a belly. Yeah. How, what was he, 468, 468 pounds? 468 pounds. He was a yeah, big boy. Yeah, he dropped boy. 30 pounds the first month, mm. and he didn't change his diet. He didn't do cardio. All he did was start training with me, and it was just that little... He was little, actually moving. Yeah, it was actually yeah. that little break in normal for him, so he's actually doing something rather than sitting on the couch watching TV mm-hmm. eating a burger. He was actually burning some calories, so if he would have went harder, which he ended up giving up... Oh, that's I, don't, I don't know why. And I tried to get him back in. He keeps telling me he's going to get back in. But, you know, you get used to that rut and being lazy. Yeah. And it's true. It is. It's, it's a trap, yeah. It is. People need to not be scared of change. Yes. Change is good. Yes. It is. Always good. And uh, I know from personal experience and from myself and other people, like, you can, if you are suffer from depression, Exercise is like your number one way your to... serotonin levels will just go through the roof. Yeah, it's, a, it's huge, and it's going to be way more for you than antidepressants. Or when I have a bad day, the gym is where I need to go. Yeah, exactly. Mine's so anger so management, too. It yeah, actually calms me down. It gets me ready for the for night to be able to go to sleep and stuff. If I train too late, I'm too hyped out, and I can't sleep. Mm. So i got to train right after I work. Go get the training done, go home, eat, boom, I relax for a bit, watch some TV, eat two more meals before I go to bed, and I, f- I feel great. I feel way better. Yeah. You sleep better. Yes, sleep, huge difference in huge sleep. Difference. From, like, uh, I guess that is a, a very good tip. Uh, the eight-hour sleep, you guys are totally for that, obviously. Uh, if you can get it, I sleep five hours a night. Oh, yeah. We go to bed at 11, and I'm up at 4.15 for work. But that's just what my body is, is used comfortable to. with. Yeah. Even if I can sleep later, my body is always awake after five hours. I'm a, I'm not a great sleeper, but that's all that I need. That I completely understand because I'm the same way. Although I usually wake up at five, <laughs> not quite as early as you, yeah. but uh, I completely get that. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, I wanted to ask. Um, you guys have a something that uh, you saw recently because we started with a story of Teresa, the uh, old woman that uh, had a hard time with a kid later. You guys have a little story like that you'd like to share. I can't, not right off the top of my head. But Something that inspires you. I have one. Okay. And it's actually of a lady that goes to our gym. And I see her when I train in the mornings when I work evenings. And I go in. And she's got to be, I'm going to guess, in her 80s. She oh, comes in. Oh, yeah. In her little track pants. Yes. Her white shirt. She puts on her weightlifting gloves. She's <laughs> got her little mini iPod shuffle. Puts on her earphones. And she hits the weights. That's awesome. And it's she does funny. she does her cardio it's great. and she is just this cutest thing and if I didn't think it would insult her, I would walk up to her and just say, I think you're so freaking cute. That <laughs> is what I want to be when I am eighty. I want to still be able to do this, yeah. to still have a passion mm. for it and to still go and do it every day. Yeah. And that's what And she walks upright, she looks that's healthy, the key. Yeah. she has a huge smile on her face when she comes in. And the physical That's activity great. actually keeps your brain active, too. Absolutely. It does. Yeah. It raises uh, testosterone, GH levels, everything. So it is kind of the fountain of youth. Mm-hmm. Not only you're using your muscles, you're getting flexibility if you stretch and everything. So yeah. she probably has the body of a 60-year-old. 
And then yet people her age are in wheelchairs, she can't makes, walk. She makes me yeah. smile when I see her. I Honestly, I just... She comes in, and I just, no matter what kind of a day I'm having, I'm just like like ear-to-ear grit, and people are probably like, what is your problem? And I'm just like, <laughs> she is so cute. That's yeah, awesome. It's pretty cool. Nobody's looking at you thinking, what is your problem? <laughs> <laughs> you established that earlier. No, they're looking at me going, man, she's scary. <laughs> <laughs> I think she might need a muffin. (laughs) (laughs) It's a cupcake. It's a cupcake. What about you, Karen? Do you have anything like that? Uh, Well, no one I know personally, but I did read uh, about this, this... um, a very elderly Indian gentleman. I think he's a hundred, or oh, maybe he was ninety, something like that. Oh, I know, I, and I know what he, you're talking about. He, uh, he, he completed the Boston Marathon. Oh yeah. Oh my lord. I, I just yeah. think that's that's Jeez. fabulous. Yeah. And it, and so I read this little interview with him, and someone asked him what the you know what his training tip was, and he said just put one foot in front of uh-huh. the other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I just thought that was awesome because anyone can do this. You don't need special equipment. You don't need to Nothing. be rich. You don't need anything. Just if you don't do anything, go out for a walk. Yeah. And then yeah. after a couple months, go for a jog. Like you start really slow. Start slow. Yeah, hit, just a, do hit it. a kid's playground. Use the monkey bars, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Do pull-ups, do sit-ups, do push-ups. If you can run five minutes, that's great. The next day, mm-hmm. try to run for five and a half minutes. That's, that's right. right. Don't, don't push it. If it hurts, back off and exactly. just slow Listen and low. Yeah. Listen to your body. That's fantastic. Fantastic tips, fantastic tips. Uh, what else were we going here? Uh, la, la, la. I went asking. Uh, I'm still asking questions. I'm trying to find my list. You keep it going in the meantime. <laughs> okay, well, now I feel on the spot. <laughs> oh, wait, I had, I had a little inspiring story. Uh, at some point, I was working out at the uh, the rec center at the uh, mission, uh, in Mission. And uh, there was this um, older fellow. And this older fellow was benching, and I mean, I mean, he had the, the white beard and everything, right? And I'm looking at him get on the bench press, and he puts like 200, it's 235 when you got two two stacks of 45s, right? And he goes, gets down there, and he starts benching that. And I went to him, and I said, forgive my uh, my rudeness, sir, but I just have to ask you, uh, how old are you? And he said he was 72. Fantastic. Wow. Hey. Uh, yeah, and I said, have you been doing this for all your life? He says, no. He said, I started I started late. I started late on the advice of my doctor when I was uh, 50-something. And hmm. this guy was in great shape wow. for, for a gentleman his age. And uh, I think it, it speaks uh, a lot to, uh, because we hear that a lot. Everybody knows somebody, and even my own father, uh, who just passed away in, uh, at the end of May. Uh, he was a symbol of strength when I was a kid, and he was very strong, so was my grandfather, uh, and uh, physically strong, and I wish I was as strong as these guys were, uh, but uh, at some point, they reach an age where they just they just give up, mm-hmm. you know, what's, what's important now is watching TV, sitting on the couch, and yeah. they just deteriorate, and oh, I'm too old for that, I'm too You're old never too old. You're no. never too old. No. I think no. that's, that's something that needs to go out there. My mom became active at the age of 65 or 55. She retired, and she's been more active now than she was all my years of growing up. She golfs now like crazy. She hits the gym in her um, townhouse complex. That's, that's it, awesome. That's it, awesome. It's great. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll put that aside, and we'll... How long have we gone, been going here? Hey, already 46 minutes. Ooh, look at that. Wow. <laughs> Time just flies on this show. Okay, but now... Let's do another segment. Since it okay. is a bit of an Brace show. yourself. Oh, Lord. Don't <laughs> another brilliant <laughs> moment brought to you. It still feel free to jump in whenever religion. you want to. Okay. Yeah. Just because it's a different segment doesn't mean you can't jump in. Oh, quite the contrary. I want you guys to say something. 
Well, in the wacky world of religion, we have this nice story. This is funny. The, the story is called A Witch Hunter Witch Hunter files a lawsuit against the British Humanist Association. Hmm. Now, this is a woman who apparently hunts witches. Her name is Helen Ukpabio. She believes she's a modern apostle and makes a living exorcising demons from kids. Wow. Well, you should see Kim's face right now. Was there something in your water, Kim, or are you just making a face? Okay, well, you know. Believe it or not, you heard it here first. Yeah. Well, the the, the, uh, British Humanist Association have criticized her before, saying, you know, she exercises satanic possession. But she claims that she exercises black or red and vampire witchcraft spirits. And that's why she's suing. She's suing because she said, no, I don't exercise satanic possession. I exercise black or red or vampire witchcraft spirits. And she's suing for half a million pounds. Jeez. Okay, black and red? <laughs> well, I, think, I think it was what black. What about the guy. other colors? So maybe it's roulette or something. I don't know. You just <laughs> I don't know. That sounds a little weird. And how do you know what's what? What do you, you talk yeah, to the kid the or the spirit, spirit and come out? I'm, I'm the black, I'm the red one. <laughs> That's a really good what point. What did she do? I'm, I'm the satanic know? one. She goes, oh, I'm out of here. I'm leaving. <laughs> you like, back in there. Why children? Yeah. I thought children were, like, pure. Well, no, I think, I think it's, it's because children start acting up, which is like being a kid. Yeah. And somehow, then, no, no, you're possessed by oh some my. black spirit. Uh, I don't or know. Or some red that. spirit. <laughs> so I guess, who's stupid here? Is it her or her customers that are stupid here? Um, I think gee. both. Yeah. I, th- I think it's, she's not stupid because she's taking advantage <laughs> making of money making money. It. Yeah, it's, you're right. it's the people that are hoping for a savior to come in, and that's. I mean, you hear that all the bad time. Parenting? Yeah, I was just gonna say they really should just take a parenting class and not call her. But hey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Actually, you know what? That should have been the things that make you go, hmm, because I have another store here, but, you know, I just put the wrong drop, so I'm just going to put I'm just gonna put this one. There we go. Sounds better. <laughs> but this one is more religious, actually, so I should have reversed the drop. But, hey. It's okay. okay. Just do it. That's yeah. how professional we are. Um, apparently, there's a story that comes out that says um, there's an anti-Islamic activist that's flaring up in the U.S. Like, you know, Obama's always been accused of being a Muslim. There's a guy named uh, Gary Cass. He's a founder of the Christian Anti-Defamation Commission, and he calls for Christians to prepare for holy war and to destroy 1.6 billion Muslims. Good luck. Yeah, in the United luck. States? Yeah, this is a guy from the States, right? Yeah, but he's saying that they should destroy Muslims in the States? No, no, worldwide. Or oh, 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 yeah. oh, anywhere. Anywhere you can get your hands on one. Exactly. So um, Cass declares that Muslims cannot be converted, thus only biblical violence will do. Which is kind of funny because Christians can't be converted either. What do you mean? You can convert to Christianity? Well, no, no, but you, but you can't convert, convert out them out of Christianity. Oh, 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 into I anything. see. Yeah. Oh, okay. So if you were to do all of that, Ev- you know what? Everybody has their own religion. Believe what you're going to believe in. Uh, you got to remember, uh, religion has killed more people in the world than every disease put together. Every big war, whether it was from back in the Trojan days, World War One, whatever, mm. it's all religious wars. And uh, I think it's a bunch of crap, personally, yeah. myself. This guy quotes Genesis sixteen, eleven, and 12. That basically says, quote, The angel of the Lord said, Ishmael, which apparently, according to them, is the father Robert. of the Arabs, yes. will be an ass of a man. His hand shall be against every man, and every man's hand against him. So he's suggesting that we deport all the Muslims and prepare for terror plots and war. Now, the question to rise <laughs> here is... Uh, 
Has wow. the ISIS violence increased our paranoia? Do you think it's all because of the ISIS thing is happening? Uh, I think these flakes need no reason or excuse. They just uh, spout this stuff regardless of what's actually happening in the world, mm-hmm. personally. 15 seconds of fame? Yeah. Oh, well, this, I, this guy, is, it's not the first incident. I don't think it's even the first incident we actually talked about it ourselves. Uh, also, there's something else that uh, I just wanted to say out right off the cuff of their hand. Did you guys see the article about the kid that supposedly de... Um, not defamed. Uh, oh, I was going to say he, defamed, but yeah, he basically uh, uh, he basically had this statue of Jesus praying. disrespected. Yeah, oh. and he basically took a picture of himself, kind of getting a blowjob from Jesus. Oh, yeah, I, that's, I, that's, I stupid. That that's just you can't fix stupid. No, well, what's what's really stupid here is now he's facing possibly two years in jail. For well, that. you know what? Everybody has their own religions and own own beliefs. Doesn't mean you're supposed to go into somebody else's church and piss on something, right? Well, he didn't hurt anything. He was just being a stupid teenager and was stupid enough to post it on Facebook. So, yeah. it, Oh, it, you know what? Give him community <laughs> hours of cleaning the church. Yeah. Right? Yeah, Give him some. Jail time's a little much. Yeah, yeah that's like, a bit harsh, right? Damage, right? Yeah. And it's a secular society. I mean, this is like a blasphemy law. It and is. Of yeah, course. It depends, on, it depends on which state he's in and everything else. Okay, what's the prevalent religion in that state? Uh, this is right. in, I don't know where that was. This is in Pennsylvania. I yeah. think, Kim, you had a really good point that a lot of these people do these things just because they don't care how they get on the news. They no. just want to yeah. be on the news. Oh, yeah. Mm, absolutely. It's one of those, can I go viral? Yeah. Let's see how long it takes for this to go around the world. Yeah. yeah it's such a, a crazy way to live your life, I think. I'm more like, I don't want to post anything on Facebook. But you got to <laughs> remember. You can never get rid of it. Yeah, exactly. It's always going to be out there. If it goes viral, though, you make money. And that's what people don't understand. How do, I don't know. I didn't know that. How, yeah. do you, how do you make as money? As soon as it goes over so many people hitting on it, advertisements go up in the corners and stuff like that, and you get paid so many cents. Oh, really? Yeah, okay, that that makes more sense to me now that yeah. people do that. And that's that. why okay. you get guys posting tons and tons of videos, and they run around videotaping absolutely everything on their spare time, hoping one goes viral. Oh, it's like yeah. money for nothing. It is. Sort yeah. of, except for if they actually doesn't did. take education, anything, just a mm. phone in it or a camera, anything. Hmm. I didn't know. I just yeah. learned something new. Time of the uh, minute millionaire. Anyway, mm-hmm. time for my rant, I guess. <laughs> All right. Every time I do a rant, well, just about every show. Don't feel bad. <laughs> um, Not directed at you. No, no, no. no. <laughs> at the world in general. <laughs> <laughs> so in late May this year, like I said, my father passed away of cancer. Um, he was 66. What was difficult was to see this man, who was a symbol of strength when I was a child, shrivel and pass away, a mere shell of his former self. Like many men in my family, Dad had unusual strength, a quality I could only wish I was born with. And for years before his death, I had noticed what seemed to be a rapid deterioration of his muscle mass. Now, many will say confidently that that was the simple process of aging, and there was nothing I could do about it. But somehow, it felt like he just gave up trying to eat healthy, exercising, not smoking, etc. Just to replace it with the mantra of indifference. You all know somebody who said something like, I'm too old, I don't have the time, my job's pretty physical anyway. Why are these people lying to themselves? Knowing that our increasingly sedentary society is rife with cheap, toxic food and the stress of performing economically, is it really surprising to see a rapid decrease in healthy living within our population? Has modern medicine has lengthened our life, or is it just simply prolonged aging? 
The reality is simple. If you live the way society teaches you to do so, you will end up sick and tired of being sick and tired. It's no way for us to live. Being healthy requires an effort, and not just a physical one. It requires you to get informed about the proper fuel for your body instead of salivating at fast food ads. It requires you to understand the present limits of your body, work within, the, within them, and eventually challenge those limits. It requires you to make time for yourself, but especially it requires that you stop making excuses on why you won't. Mm -hmm. My father made excuses. It killed him. He will never see his grandkids grow up. He will never relax on a golf course or finish his bucket list. Worse off, he's passed on that mentality to one of his children. At 37, my baby brother has already had a stroke, and his future looked grim. A combination of alcohol, awful eating habits, inactivity, and stress had doctors wondering if his stroke was actually caused by cocaine because it was so unusual to see this in a young man. In life, we're all born small and weak, and we most likely will die small and weak. How you live in between is up to you. I plan on maximizing all the time I have. I hope you do so. No more excuses. As Franklin once said, those who are good at making excuses are rarely good at anything else. Make sure your life and legacy is one of health. Well, actually, it's just towards the end of our show. Nice. Yeah, now, thank you guys so much for coming. That was great. Thanks for, great. Oh, thanks for having us. Yeah, I just want to get a few things before we, uh, we uh, paw, uh, paw out there. Um, before we what out? Pod, pod, <laughs> pod chat out. Or <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, going home. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that word. I'm like, oh god. <laughs> if Kim, somebody wants, didn't know. <laughs> somebody wants to find you, encourage you, even you know, help you. Maybe they can publicize you or something like that. Where, can they find you somewhere? They can. They can find me on Facebook with Kim Scoffin, mm -hmm. or email always works. Kim Scoffins at Shaw .ca. Okay. When's the next show? Uh, it's almost to be determined. I will definitely do Canadian Nationals August 2015. Um, I may do the Emerald Cup down in Bellevue, Washington in May 2015 as a precursor. I'll do fitness, and I might go do a different um, category of women's physique, which is like the old school bodybuilding, all open-handed posing. I might give it a try just for some giggles. Well, do us a favor, sir. Keep, us, keep in touch with us, and uh, we'll enough. let people know. Sure, thank you. Kim, Brian, thank you so much for coming, guys. Thank you very and much for having us. guys at the gym. Uh, yeah. For us, uh, soon we'll be uh, interviewing Peter Bogosian, Dr. Peter Bogosian, and Dr. Del Ray. You can find us at leftatthevalley.com, and uh, you can always uh, go on uh, Blog Talk Radio, and you can uh, click in there and sign in, and uh, there'll be an RSS feed. And there's an email that's sent to us every time we do a show, and they'll be sent to you as well. So until next time, guys, thank you much, so much for listening. Thanks, guys. Thank, thank you. you.